You're listening to a Dallas Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Dallas sports experience. Hello everyone and welcome once again to the Rangers Nation's podcast. From Dallas Sports Nation, I am your host, the recliner nerd, John Moore. For those of you that haven't found us yet, we are Dallas Sports Nations. We're at DallasSportsNation.com. We cover all your DFW pro sports right now. In season right now, we have the Dallas Stars, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Along with that, FC Dallas, who just uh, got rid of their code. All, all of these sports are on DallasSportsNation.com, including the Texas Rangers who are in the offseason. So uh, um, I'm the Texas Ranger blogger, the recliner nerd for Dallas Sports Nation right now. And, uh, you know, I figure this episode would just be the latest from the lounge. That's all we can do right now. When there's not much going on, we'll do a latest from the lounge. I, I, I did write a recliner roundup this week uh, over on the blog, uh, just kind of filling in things that are happening right now. Um, there's not a lot going on in Arlington. A lot of things coming down the line. Um, but uh, right now, you know, we know uh, earlier in the, uh, in the winter, uh, in the off season, they we had Chris Woodward, so Woody. Got hired. He's rounded out his staff. We knew Wakamatsu was staying. He did hire a hitting coach, Luis Ortiz. We've already talked about that. Julio Rangel is the new pitching coach. So he's got that. Hector Ortiz, who used to be out in the, the bullpen, has now moved back to first base coach. So Steve Bouchelle's no longer uh, on the Rangers coaching staff. He's he's still with the Rangers. He got moved inside, and he's working uh, working in the uh, in the in the offices, the front office there as an assistant GM and, and helping out there. Tony Beasley's going to still be at third base. And obviously Jace Tingler is going to be doing, uh, uh, he's going to be a major league player development and field coordinator, but he'll be in the dugout. And that's the guy who, for those that anybody has followed me since I've taken over, um, the, the blogging about the Rangers. They know that, that that's who my first choice was. He's still with us. He's on the staff. I'm, I love the Woody hire. Uh, but right now, it's time to get into some off-season stuff. And uh, there's really only, for, for the Rangers and what's going on right now, I mean, it's uh, boring. It's very boring. There is nothing really going on right now. I mean, we'll touch on it. Um, but uh, so, you know, I guess one of the, the biggest pieces of news besides the hiring of Woodward, uh, Woody is uh, the Beltre um, retirement. When he finally uh, did retire, he wrote a really nice letter uh, to the Rangers fans and the organization announcing his retirement. And then this week, this past week, he, he had a press conference. And anybody that watched that, typical Adrian Beltre, you talk about classy. I mean, I fully expected to get emotional or see some emotions and tearing up and he just no that's that's not adrian belcher that's not what he's going to do um he he made it funny and classy i thought the story if y'all didn't hear the story of uh of how he told uh jd how he was going to retire so jd was talking about that when he got up to announce beltre uh who took some questions and uh, (laughs) He said that uh, he told his wife he was going to do this, and she thought he was crazy. But he he called up uh, JD, he texted him that day, and he said, "Hey, we need to talk." So JD said he knew that that this is it, it, it. We had gotten here. It's time to talk about it. And uh, so um, he called him. He said, "Hey, I've been thinking about it." And he goes, "I have decided that uh, you know I'm I'm going to play. 
uh, next year, and I got an offer from the Dodgers, and I'm going to go play with the Dodgers. <laughs> and J.D. said that he got real silent, and he kind of fumbled. He didn't really know what to say. And then Beltre goes, no, nah, just kidding, I'm retiring. And so that's how he even did his retirement. Um, I mean, he did it with laughter and having fun. That's just the way he was. Um, his, he, he made a very short statement um, when he got up there to talk, and then he sat down and just took questions. And it was one of the, the best press conferences I've ever seen as he sat there and just let them fire off questions at him. They, he talked about the special relationship he had with Elvis and how he knew Elvis was ready to take this over. Uh, you know, and they, that, that he made a joke again about that, that when he found out Elvis was not going to opt out of his contract, and was going to stay, that that made it easier for him to retire. So he was taking a dig at him right there. And then he said, all seriously, you know, he was going to miss Elvis. And that eight years together over on that on the left side of that infield, that they, they have a special bond. And uh, and that uh, he, he knew Elvis was ready to take over and be a leader for this team. Um, he just classy as all get up. No tears cried at all. The only tears I think that came out of anyone was Emily Jones after the press conference did a little – quick uh thing with him and let him tell everybody goodbye and uh you know say thank you to the ranger fans and all that she did a little quip with him and she got a little misty eyed there because they they really formed a special bond themselves um he's no plans to 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 work for the rangers right now i like i've said all along he's going to uh, he will come back and work for the rangers um in some capacity he said his phone's on any of the players can call him but he's got a, his daughter's going into high school i mean anybody that's parents i'm parents i'm a parent um wants to be a part of that and his daughter you know his daughter's going into high school he don't want to miss that um his other daughter i think's in junior high and then he's got aj his son who's apparently a little stud coming up that's about a he's in elementary school but I've, I've seen videos of him taking batting practice and all of that just to just be a dad I mean I'll tell you what I can't imagine being the whole summer traveling like you do as a as a ball player missing a lot of your kids little league games and all of that that's just the job um, you get very well compensated for being a professional baseball player, but that's something that you miss is being around. You know, for those of us that do regular jobs, a lot of us, you know, there are some people that travel. I used to travel. You, you know what it's like when you have to miss stuff. Um, and he's basically been non-existent uh, for, for baseball games and, and part of school. And when the kids are, you know, you know, if they play into September and, and if they even go into October, then all of the fall and the beginning of school and then towards the end of the school year, they're starting back up and you're traveling again and you're on 10-day road trips. So very nice. It was very nice to see him leave um, on such a great note. And the way he the way he was, it's just classic Elvis and uh, on Adrian Beltre. Um, they, they did ask him, was there any thought of coming back um, at all that you know that, that he he said no he really didn't he said when he had his second injury that he, he didn't really consider coming back um that uh he he waited and the reason it took him so long to make the final decision is everyone he had talked to that had said that they had retired they said when you when you know you're going to retire then all of a sudden you'll get this itch this little itch to play right before you do it. And so he said he gave himself time to see if that itch came, and the itch just never came. So he knew it was the right decision. He was leaving on a happy note. He was excited and happy. Um, he wasn't going to, to have second guessing, you know, no second guessing, no second thoughts about it. Um, just 
it was just incredible. I mean, it, it really opens it up. Third base now is probably going to be Jerks and Profar. Um, take that over now. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just incredible. It was so neat to see him go. Um, so that was, you know, that besides that, that you know, they they did non-tender a few uh, people that, that, you know, they a non-tender is, is when you get so much service, you, you, you're arbitration eligible. Most of the times they can, they tender you a, you're still under control unless you've had so much time then if they don't if they don't make an offer to you um, then you become a free agent and they non-tendered uh, uh, Matt Bush and they did Ricardo Rodriguez and Zach Curtis and Adrian Sampson the biggest surprise right there I believe well Sampson came up a little bit last year and did pretty good but was Bush now it doesn't mean none of these none of these guys will be back on the team in fact I think some expect Bush, to come back and sign for a little bit less. He's going to be out for half the year. He's still recovering from injury. So he's not going to be back uh, right now. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, um, I'd like to see him. Look, he's an incredible story, an incredible arm. I would like to see him come back. Um, and we'll see what they do. But, you know, the winter meetings are coming up. Um, they uh, – December 9th through the 13th, the Rule 5 draft's going to be there. And we've talked, I did a whole a whole uh, episode of the podcast here, the episode 5 with me in charge, uh, with me running the podcast, all about the Rule 5 draft and, and, and what what to do in, in, uh, you know, from, in the Rule 5 draft and how it works and, and what's going on. So, um, But uh, they, they did, uh, they added people to the 40-man roster. One of them they added was Volquez, Edison Volquez. And we know part of that DVD uh, in the old days when Edison Volquez was here. Hey, if you don't know, he was the major piece that brought us Josh Hamilton. When we traded him to Cincinnati, that was who they wanted, and they gave us Josh Hamilton back. Worked out great for both both sides. Edison Volquez was an amazing pitcher. He's done really well in the major leagues. Had a great record. Good ERA. Um, he's got hurt. He had Tommy John surgery. He is now fully Recovered and expected to go right into spring training, ready to go. So as of right now, basically the only pitchers we've got in the starting rotation right now, we got Mike Miner, we got Edison Volquez, and we've got, you know, maybe Jesse Chavez. Uh, we signed Jesse Chavez to a two-year, eight million dollar contract. Um, he did great for us last year. I mean, he did great for the Cubs. That that guy's a stud. And and you know, with their, this thing they're doing, that that they're going to start doing. Um, if you don't remember what they did last year, they have what's called a, a they call them, a, I forget the term they're using, but they're, they're, they're starters. They, they don't let their starters start the game. They have a, a, a guy come in and pitch an inning or the first two innings, and then they bring in the, the starter if he's younger and he doesn't face the top of the lineup as many times as he faces the rest of the lineup. And we did that a few times. In fact, the, uh, the, uh, one of the teams in the playoffs did that too. And, and had some pretty good success with it. This is something that, that John Daniels and, and Banny, when he was here, toyed around with it. When you don't have five legitimate uh, front-line starting prospects um, uh, rotation, uh, it was something that they decided it, it, it can be a little bit of a toll on your um, on your uh, bullpen. But, I mean, it, it's it's interesting thing. If you've got a guy that's a shutdown guy for that, – that's a good, you know, maybe he's not a good closer – but he, boy, when he comes in, he throws strikes, he gets people out. 
but he can't be overexposed. He can't go more than one or two innings because if he starts getting through the lineup again, they they get his number and and, and something like that. That then that's that gap pitcher that you put in there to start off a game and 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 do that. And they they're looking at Chavez for stuff like that. Um, I imagine Bush would be something like that too. He could come back throwing inning. Right now, Leclerc's going to be the closer, um, and we've got you know Tony Barnett and and others in that bullpen and. Uh, some of your long relievers, but we'll we'll see what they're going to do. Some of these, you know, Johander Mendez is is uh, had a great winter. He was pitching in in the Dominican uh, or in the Mexican leagues uh, or the Dominican winter leagues, and was doing really well. I mean, he's you know he needs to put up a shut up. He's the one that that came up last year and didn't do very well. Uh, but uh, and there that's one that they think also could uh, could uh, do that. I tell you, someone to watch now. The, that he was officially posted today from the Cebu Lions in Japan is UCL Kukichi, I think is how you say that. Um, UCL Kukichi is a left-handed Japanese pitcher. Now, he has already pitched um, eight years over there, so he's eligible for the full free agency here with the posting fee. I think it's a $20 million posting fee that they put up. Um, and once you once you do that, he's he's able to negotiate. It's not like the old U Darvish day. If y'all don't remember how that went down before they changed things up, back when U Darvish was posted, the highest bid you, they was it was secret ballot. So you would put in your secret. Uh, you know, you you were willing to post this much for the team that was posting the player. Um, the highest bid or the one they chose, which was usually the highest bid. Only that team was able to negotiate till the end of December, and and so they they posted um, Kukichi. They posted him, uh, but back then with Darvish, we won. I think we did fifty-two million uh, is what we bid fifty-two two fifty or something, and then we had the rights to 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 uh, negotiate with him for thirty days, and we ended up cutting a ten-year or a uh, five-year fifty million dollar. Uh, contract it was very very inexpensive it was very it was very ranger friendly and there are a lot of look a lot of people do not that they they think ill of, of darvish i'm telling you the guy is a frontline true ace starter who got injured here he still has some of the filthiest nastiest stuff the ball here is just slightly different than they use in japan the seams they they have a little bit better seam grip over in japan i think the ball Slightly has more race seams than they do here, so it's an adjustment. But look, Darvish is a true ace, and we've seen him pitch the way he can. He pitched good. I mean, he's 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 had injuries since being here. And there is, if y'all didn't notice during the Beltre, if any of y'all didn't watch the Beltre uh, uh, press conference he did this week, uh, Darvish was sitting there. Uh, and him and John Daniels, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, Jamie Newberg talks about this a lot. So does uh, so does uh, uh, T.R. Sullivan and them that they think they think Darvish wants to come back. Now he's under contract with the Cubs. He does have an opt out, I believe, next year. But uh, I he stays in the Metroplex. He's still here in the Metroplex. His family likes it here. Um, they like the schools here. He probably likes the no-state income tax, to be quite honest with you. Um, and I think he really enjoyed his time here in Texas, really loved us as fans. I think he wished he could have done more. Um, 
but uh, man, I I would take I would take you Darvish back tomorrow. I would love to have you Darvish back. I mean, I think that would be absolutely incredible. So Kukichi is posted. Unlike back when Darvish was, now he's a free agent for thirty days. Not only the twenty million that you can only post up to twenty million. So any team that wants to to talk with him will put up the twenty million dollars. Now those teams that put up twenty million dollars, they can all talk with him about a contract. And he gets to choose which one he wants to go to. The Rangers have supposedly been in on this guy. We've got a very big Asia contingent that, that's over there uh, that, that in, in the Far East that, that uh, we, we scout. We've brought back some, some uh, pitchers that have pitched um, the, from America that went to Japan. Our, our scouts over there brought them back. Tony Barnett's one of them. The biggest name, Kobe Lewis, was a first-round draft pick by the Rangers. Went over to Japan after he struggled here, pitched there for four or five years, came back. Um, and the Rangers signed him to a very team-friendly deal. And I'm sorry, without Kobe Lewis, we don't go to the World Series. That guy shut down the Yankees in Game 6. I mean, he, he just came in and pitched six, was it six and a third or whatever he did uh, of, of good Shut down baseball to beat the Yankees to go to the World Series in 2010 and 11. And still with the organization. I mean, that guy did fantastic. Um, so we've got a big contingent over there. So they like, I, I tell you, another name that is, is coming back from Japan. That uh, when he, he was with the Rangers. He went over to Japan. He's been there the last few years, the last couple of years. Wants to come back here. Don't be surprised if this... If this name isn't mentioned, but it's Nick Martinez, and I've always liked Nick Martinez. A little bit smaller guy, but he threw in the in the low nineties. I mean, when he was on, he struck them out. He he would strike out people when he was on. Uh, but he, you know, he he had his ups and downs. He could not get consistent over there. He had a great ERA. He had a he had a sub uh, low three ERA. Now that's different. Japan is not quite. The major leagues, obviously, although our All-Stars went over there and got their rear ends kicked by the Japanese All-Stars. But uh, this year in a series, that we lost three out of four games or whatever. So, I mean, it's quality baseball. It is above all our minor league baseball. It's right in between, I think people would call it 4A baseball. Um, it's right in between AAA, the major leagues, and there's obviously major league talent that plays over there. Um, so that's a name to watch. I mean, Kukichi has is, is been a star over there. This guy has a below three ERA. He's left-handed. Left-handers are great for us because of that short porch in right field. <coughs> Not sure if the new stadium is going to have the short porch. but uh, I, So that, that's a possibility. Um, you know, T.R. Uh, Sullivan the other day uh, did talked about that too. He, he had the... Uh, he was writing about uh, five guys to watch that somebody that we that, that we might look for. You know, another one was Corbin. Uh, he's probably the biggest name in free agency, and Tr made a case for why not Corbin. Uh, he would be the the face of the franchise uh, coming into uh, the new stadium. I mean, obviously, no one expects us uh, to win next year, but. Uh, uh, you know, he, he was wondering about that. They were also talking about Rule 5, people that we could pick up from Rule 5. Now, those are flyers that, that we would take on people. 
and uh, and and if we, if y'all remember how I talked about it, they would they would have to stay up for the entire year, or they or we had to, to offer them back to the other team. Um, but anyway, so he was talking about uh, possible uh, people that we could that, that we could pick up that that uh, that, that that might be. And Corbin was one. Well, Corbin's not real five though. He would be a free agent. But uh, a couple of other ones. One of the names you brought up was Matt Harvey. Uh, not Matt Harvey. Um, no, it is Matt Harvey. Uh, play pitcher for Cincinnati. It was another name that's a free agent this year that Mike could come back to us. But anyway, so you know, look, we always need need pitching. I, let me tell you. Now I'm going to come out of left field here. This is one that have if y'all been watching what the Mariners have done. Uh, the Mariners are. I don't know what is it. Depoto that is the GM over there. I, something has gotten underneath. He is. He has decided to tear. The, I mean, if y'all remember the first half of last year, the Mariners shared first place for a long time. They were playing well, and then kind of collapsed back in, in the second half and didn't do well. But he is just tearing the team down. I mean, all the way down. He has traded away Paxton and he Segura. They traded away today. Robinson Cano is gone. They're trying to get rid of and oh please Lord let them get rid of uh, Kyle Seager. I mean you've got to hate Kyle Seager. That guy that guy hits 100 I think against everybody but the Rangers and he ends up hitting about 600 and homers every other at bat. Um, you know and you you can't like a guy like that because he's nothing like. Remember when Vlad used to Vladimir Guerrero used to kill us. At least Vladimir Guerrero killed everyone else too when he was out there, but not not just uh, us. But so they're they're trying to they're looking at getting rid of uh, Kyle Seager also. But here's the deal: if they're looking to trade away those those people, why not? Here's a name that no one's talking about. He's 32. The name, the face uh, of the the Mariners uh, rotation. Felix Hernandez. I mean, that's a pretty big contract, but if they're if you're legitimately talking about tearing it down, now he had a bad year last year. He had a, over a five ERA, uh, went about eight and sixteen or something. I mean, he didn't have a great year. I think he had a little few injury, a little bit injury too. And, and everyone knows the relationship that he has with uh, Adrian Beltre. But uh, you know, look, we're in a mode right now to get. To get some people, kind of a stopgap. If, if he's got a couple years left on his deal, come over here. If he ends up being a back end rotation guy, Felix Hernandez can pitch. I mean, that guy was a stud when he signed that big deal. He's only 32 years old. He's younger than Hamels, and uh, then they're 34, 35. I mean, we, look, Jesse Chavez is 38 or 39. Um, so Felix Hernandez is a name to consider, and. Uh, I don't know what it would take to prime away. I mean, it, that's just these thoughts that go through my head as we're sitting here looking at this. Um, but so that's that's basically everything. Look, we're going to keep an eye on what's going on with the uh, with the winter meetings. They're going to kick off next Monday. Don't be surprised. I, I'm really my guess is that Daniels is looking to to make some sort of move during the winter meetings or at least start the conversation. Start main, and, and I would imagine if we're busy with anything, it would be trades. We've got some people to trade, and what we've got to trade is left-handed bats. Between uh, 
you know, is Gallo tradable? Sure. Uh, is uh, Guzman tradable? Sure. We've got, uh, you know, we, we've got a few left-handed bats. Uh, one of the names they, they saw, too, that was non-tendered that could be a, a Rule 5 pickup was uh, Hamilton, uh, Billy Hamilton from the Reds, who is f be the fastest guy in the league. I think he steals 50 bases a year. But the guy also doesn't hit does not hit well and does not get on base. So it's sink or swim with him. I mean, the guy could beat out a bunt, but I, I don't know. Anyway, it'll be interesting to watch and to see what happens. Um, you know, this one's going to be a short one today. There's not a lot going on. Um, you know, I, I've asked if, if any of y'all want to want to go to Twitter and tweet out some questions that you can have. Um, obviously, the at at uh, Ranger Nation Pod is uh, the Ranger Nation podcast. Just go to at Ranger Nation Pod and follow us there. Uh, ask any questions; I'll be happy to answer them. Um, hopefully, this thing will pick up this next week. We'll get some some you know. Besides, the only two people we've signed are Mathis and Chavez. Um, other than that, obviously, I'm, I'm hoping that 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 uh, JD gets in there and makes some moves, and we get something rolling. Um, but who knows? It's the winter meeting. There's a lot of great things that happen in the winter meetings. The, the free agency has not kicked off. Look, Harper, Machado, uh, none of the big Corbin, none of the big pitchers have signed anywhere. The big players in the off season haven't signed yet. So I I don't know. It's just it's it's all about someone pulling the trigger. Um, Seattle's looking to dump salary and people. Uh, you know, I, Seager is not anybody I want from Seattle. He can't hit out of a wet paper bag unless he's playing the Rangers. So I don't know why we would want him here. But um, so that's it. Uh, basically, this is uh, you know just this is this is all that we can do right now is sit back. Uh, Watch what's happening this offseason. Uh, report on it when it happens. We'll do a lot more of these when the season gets kicking off or we start getting into spring training. But, uh, well, you know, that's that's it for this edition of Rangers Nation Podcast brought to you by Dallas Sports Nation. So, I, I mean, there's not anywhere else to go. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget to get us on Twitter. Like I said, that's uh, at uh, rangersnationpod.com. Ranger Nation Dow is also for the Rangers page, um, or JMMore912 is, is mine. But uh, Ranger Nation Pod is uh, where you can find us on there. But uh, thanks for listening, and until next time, like I say at the end of every article that I write, uh, nerd out.